Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Bear Show Show. In this episode, I want to talk about something that is deeply personal, and that is the idea of being a people pleaser. What is people pleasing? If you know me, you know that that is me to a T, <laughs> and being a people pleaser, while it sounds nice, pleasing people, being kind, if you are a people pleaser and you're overly nice, there's a lot of detriments that can happen to you. And in this particular video, I just want to bring awareness to that as I've spoken with a lot of individuals that resonate with this and just let people know that, Hey, you aren't alone in this. And let's talk about what being a people pleaser is and maybe some ways that you can find to deal with it and to manage being a people pleaser if that applies to you. So without further ado, let's get started. So first, I just want to say, just disclaimer right off the bat, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor, but I am a person who is a people pleaser and I know what it's like and I feel like it's worth sharing my experiences, again, just to bring awareness and let people know what it feels like and maybe catch themselves um, if they are also noticing that they're a people pleaser too, just to bring more awareness to it. Um, if this video does strike a chord with you, I recommend uh, seeing a therapist and maybe they can have a better idea of how to help you. But again, this is more for awareness and I just would like to share my story um, with being a people pleaser and some of the dangers surrounding why that can be an issue. So when it comes to people pleasing, let's first just take a look at, well, what is a people pleaser? How do you know someone is a people pleaser? What do those characteristics look like? Well, um, people pleasers are individuals that like to make people around them happy, which is great, right? That sounds nice, but they do so at the expense of their own happiness, okay? So while it's nice to think and care about others, that's not necessarily a problem, but when you start to overly exert yourself, either financially, emotionally, physically, to where it detriments you, at the expense of someone else's happiness, that can be a problem. All right. Um, some other things I've noticed is people pleasers really think and care about what other people think about them. Um, they really have anxiety and they can't stand the idea of people not liking them by people not wanting them. Um, they will tend to avoid conflict at all cost. <laughs> They will tend to also hold a lot of resentment toward people that they don't feel maybe are giving them the same thing that they're giving back. And that could lead to situations where they blow up on people and have short fuses or they take them a long time to build up and then they explode, right? I've seen that happen with a lot of people pleasers um, when they snap. And then also these are people that they don't like to fully give their opinions on things. Um, as a way to avoid offending either party or either side in a conflict because you don't like conflict. So for example, they may just be neutral, ride the line. They constantly have to look at both points. It's hard for them to make a decision. It's hard for them to pick a side. Um, that can come across to others sometimes too, as maybe someone who's 
two-faced or wishy-washy because you are having a hard time deciding what you like, what's best for you, because you are trying to avoid that conflict. You're trying to make everyone happy at the expense of your own sanity and your own self. Um, so why, um, this happens? Well, with people pleasing, I've noticed that it also comes hand in hand with a few other characteristics, those being insecurity, um, being highly self-conscious and having some low self-esteem issues. Um, what you're trying to do as a people pleaser is you're trying to make everyone like you. You're trying to make everyone happy so that they can like you and they can make you feel welcome. They can make you feel important because their like gives you that it's ex external validation essentially. Um, and so you aren't finding the validation internally, you're getting it externally. And so essentially what's happening is you are doing whatever you can to get that external validation because you have low self-esteem to begin with. And so you can't get someone mad at you because you don't want to lose that acceptance, that piece of validation that comes from that person liking you. Um, there's also some issues with fear that if people don't like you, it's more of an issue with yourself. Um, you feel like you're flawed. It just amplifies to those lists of issues that you are already insecure about or already um, dealing with as far as self-esteem issues. So um, what I've noticed is people that feel this way have some similarities um, with those that I've talked to. And also I can say with me, um, and that is, you know, people that may have been bullied growing up, um, had some sort of traumatic event um, where they maybe felt cast out alone. They may um, have, have had trouble fitting in with others. And so as a result of that trauma or those issues, they might try to be overly nice and find themselves being overly generous as a way to get people to like them. So that way they don't have those repeat situations of being um, outcasted again or hurt again. They're instead trying to be overly nice to maintain those relationships at the, again, expense of themselves. And if you think about, um, you know, the LGBTQ society, there's a lot of us who have been bullied. There's a lot of us who have been outcasted. There's a lot of us who feel different and that over time, maybe we've dealt with parts of those traumas, but that could have led to leading into being a people pleaser. Um, also with people pleasing, these individuals tend to be very, very emotionally um, sympathetic and empathetic toward others. They, because of their own trauma, they don't want other people to experience the same. So they might be overly nice or try to compensate for the other person's issues as a way to, again, make them like them and make them not have to deal with those same issues that they dealt with. So again, people pleasing, again, it sounds nice at first. You're trying to make other people happy, but the reasons for doing it, you got to think about, and then also, um, at the expense of yourself in the long run is not good for you. So here are some issues and some reasons why if you're a people pleaser, um, 
there could be some issues in your life that you want to just be careful of. I'm not saying these will definitely happen, but just something that I've noticed has happened to friends of mine who are in similar situations and are similar people as I am. Um, as a people pleaser, because you are wanting people to be happy, you might tend to have a lot of patience and you might tend to, um, be overly forgiving to those that do you harm because you would rather take the hit than have them be upset with you and possibly not like you. Right. It's weird, but that's the truth for people pleasers. That's a common characteristic. So because of that, you're opening yourself up to attracting people that may be abusers, users, narcissists, people that will take advantage of your generosity, that will take advantage of your kindness, that will take advantage of your forgiveness because they know that as a people pleaser, you're just going to keep doing it. Right? So obviously those relationships can lead to unhealthy relationships and that can lead to other traumas and experiences that you don't want. So being able to catch yourself being a people pleaser earlier can help you prevent getting into those type of relationships and those dynamics. Um, in addition to personally, um, being a people pleaser can also affect you at work, right? So if you think about it, if you're too worried about what other people think at work for you to apply for a promotion or to apply for a new position or to advocate for yourself, right? Because you're afraid to offend somebody and you're afraid that someone's not going to like you. Well, you just missed out on an opportunity because you are thinking again about other people instead of what's best for yourself because you're afraid of them not liking you. Um, so again, it's not just about personal, it's also professional. You can limit your growth potential. You can limit your potential in life by just always doing things for other people constantly um, at the expense. Again, that's the key at the expense of what's best for yourself. So um, let's take a look at something that are some hard truths. So as a people pleaser, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it is a very selfish characteristic. And you might say, wait, you know, how is helping people selfish? Well, if you look at why you're afraid of people being upset with you because you're afraid that they're going to leave you, you're, you need them around to make you feel better, right? You're not really being authentic you're not really going to have strong, equal relationships. You're going to continue to have either harmful or, you know, various types of relationships that aren't the best. This came to my attention when I was at a friend's house a few years ago. Um, we were at a lake with, as a group. And after our time at the lake, which was fun, um, we, came back to my friend's place, uh, just my friend and I, and he had an observation and he was like, Hey, Andre, do you mind if I share something with you? Um, I don't want to offend you, but I noticed something today that I didn't notice before, but I, I want to share it with you if you're open. And I was like, sure. What's up? And he said, Hey, I noticed that you tend to say things that agree with the group, but may not necessarily be authentically yourself. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, earlier 
today you said you didn't like a certain artist. And then later on when we were at the lake, someone brought up that artist, musical artist, and you were like, oh yeah, they're, they're great. And that kind of struck me as like, oh, and then I started listening to your responses and you were just sort of like repeating and going with the flow of what others were saying. We didn't really hear enough about what you want and what you like and interests that you share. And upon thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Um, and this wasn't me just simply agreeing with this person. It was more just going, oh, like, let me, let me think about this. Um, and I wasn't offended. I was definitely just like, oh, I, I never noticed that. And I realized that it's a defense mechanism. I was trying to people please and trying to fit in with this group by just agreeing with them that I wasn't being authentic. I was being fake. I was trying to win these people's affection by being nice and being overly helpful by being overly kind to them instead of just letting them get to know the real me and deciding if it was a good fit. Um, and once I realized I was doing that, um, I realized, okay, well maybe that behavior of being agreeable was fine when I was younger. But if you think about it as an adult, we tend to want deeper relationships, right? As our time gets divided up between friends and family and other things and work, we really just want to spend our free time with people we care about that we have good connections with. So if I'm not being authentic, that's not going to lead me to a lot of strong relationships. So maybe I do need to question this. And I did. And the more I thought about it and the more I read, um, the more I researched and I eventually ended up seeing a therapist, I realized, you know, yeah, I'm a people pleaser, which to many was obvious, but, and I knew that to a point, but it was more like, I didn't really quite understand the signs and some of the many actions I was doing that made it seem like I was a people pleaser. And again, this idea that being a people pleaser is selfish is because I was doing this as a way to manipulate people for them to force like me, right? Like I didn't want them to dislike me. So I'm going to do whatever I can to try to make them like me as much as possible. Um, a great example of this is a famous golden girls episode with Rose, um, played by the great Betty white. Um, she is very much a people pleaser. And there was one particular episode that in one of her jobs, she worked with someone who could not stand her. And so she spent all episode trying to get this guy to like her by making him cookies, by being overly nice. And it turns out that he just didn't like her because he just didn't like her personality type. Someone who was super sweet. That just wasn't for him. And she just didn't understand that. And by the end of the episode, it, it became just a situation where they just agreed, okay, we can be friendly to each other and be colleagues, but we don't have to necessarily be friends. And that is huge, right? Um, you know, that fear of being disliked was so strong in Rose that she was trying to bend over backwards for this person, despite the fact that it was costing her time and energy on something that wasn't ever going to change. Um, it was basically this person has made up his mind. He wasn't going to like her. And it made me realize like I was trying to manipulate everyone around me to like me. So I was being overly agreeable and overly kind to do that. And that was deceptive. I wasn't being authentic. I was being selfish and trying to be manipulative. And that's not a characteristic that I know a lot of people pleasers who generally tend to be nice people want. They would much rather be more authentic than they are inauthentic. So if you think about it, you know, being a people pleaser, you don't want to be inauthentic. So maybe that's something we can look to change. The other thing, and this kind of goes hand in hand is just remembering that think about all the thousands of people that you've met in your life. 
chances are you don't like everyone that you've ever met. So chances are not everyone you're going to meet is going to like you and they don't necessarily have to like you. Um, right. You might be in a situation where you're the boss and you've got subordinates that don't like you. Well, they just need to respect you. You're not, you don't have to go to their house for Thanksgiving, right? That's not necessary. It, it really, you know, it really just boils down to statistics. It's impossible for every person that you've ever met to like you. And I think as someone who is a people pleaser, it's very easy to think again, that it's your fault or it, something's wrong with you that causes that person not to like you like Rose thought in that episode when really it's just, it is what it is. So if you can remember that you could take some of that guilt and shame and, and feeling that it's your fault and that self doubt and that self esteem that you're that's hurting and more easily let that go. If you don't take them disliking you, um, less personally. Okay. Because statistically it's impossible. And then finally, um, when it comes to being a people pleaser, um, I've noticed as well that people pleasers have a hard time with boundaries and they have a hard time differentiating how to best spend their time with different people. So if you think about it, if you're treating everyone like they're your best friend and you're bending over backwards for everybody, not only is that unfair to your best friend who has put in the time back to you to demonstrate that they're willing and deserving of your time, but it also is exhausting, right? Like you're putting in all this effort to everybody. Um, you're not necessarily doing it in a fair way that's equitable. And again, that's where, where your boundaries need to be put in place. And maybe you need to rethink the dynamics of the relationships of those you have and don't just automatically give everything to everyone all the time, because that's how you can quickly get frustrated, burnt out and, um, deal with those issues of being a people pleaser. So, um, one way that I have learned to manage this, I'm still someone who technically is a people pleaser. It is my default avenue of solving an issue when it comes to wanting people to be happy. I like keeping the peace. Sometimes it's much easier to say yes than it is to say no. But what I've learned is being more honest and a little tip that I have taught myself called the flip test has really helped me sort of rethink and change my default pathway of just being the people pleaser and made me think about things in a different way that helps me do a different action when it comes to people pleasing. So that flip test is basically looking at a scenario and then flipping it and deciding, all right, well, if the tables were turned, would this person be just as kind, as nice, as pleasing to me as I am to them, right? And that depends as, as friends, family, relationships, right? It just, it's a way to sort of stop and question what you're doing and being mindful before you just automatically say yes or do it and be overly nice. So here's a very easy example. So let's say you are hanging out with someone and they ask you for $20. You guys are going to go to this new bar. You're going to meet a bunch of people. It's supposed to be a lot of fun and you're looking forward to it, but they don't have any money and they ask you for 20 bucks, right? 
Now, the people pleaser, nine times out of 10, might say, sure. Or, hey, um, you know, I'll spot you. Yeah, no big deal. All right. But a couple issues arise there. And this is where the flip test can help with this situation. All right. First, the flip test will go, all right, how well do I know this person? Okay. So if this is a close friend that's asking for 20 bucks and they've lent you money, you've lent them 20 bucks and you guys always pay each other back. It's not a big deal. All right. Then maybe lending them 20 bucks is not a problem, right? That relationship's established. That's a close friendship. You, it, it's not a big deal to lend them 20 bucks, but maybe this is someone who you only see once every three months. Okay. Maybe it's not beneficial to do that because you don't know if they're going to pay you back. Um, maybe this is someone who doesn't have a lot of money, so they're not going to pay you back. Or maybe this is someone who you don't know very well, right? You just met them. So asking for $20 is kind of like, Ooh, um, flip again, as the situation's flipped, if it were you, would you even ask someone for $20? Would there be other ways that you can find $20 if it were you? Um, does it seem kind of sketchy? What does your gut tell you? Right. I know it's a lot to think about, but just taking that quick second to flip the scenario for most people pleasers that they don't do that. So it gives them another avenue to look at the situation. All right. Now, what should you do? Should you give them $20? Well, that all just depends, right? Maybe $20 for you is not a big deal. It's not that much money. You can give them $20, but okay. If $20 is going to hurt you, maybe you need that $20 for a bill or you're struggling financially in that particular moment. And $20 is a bit of a stretch. Well, maybe you have to say no, but as a people pleaser, you don't want to say no because that can invite conflict and people pleasers hate conflict. So let's take a look at that. So if you are afraid of the conflict, if you're going to say no, or if you're afraid of saying no, or maybe not going along with someone for the sake of people pleasing and doing something easy, look at the possible options. Well, what could be the conflict, All right? Will they get mad at you? Will they hate you? Will they be disappointed? Maybe. Okay. But is that worth, again, sacrificing your own happiness, your own, what's making it easier for you? Again, I'm not saying being, be selfish, right? Again, if it's something that you can do and it's not a problem and you don't mind and you trust the person, sure. But if it is going to hurt you, it's a risk and it may not be worth it for someone you don't know versus someone you do, right? It, all I'm saying is just question using the flip test just helps you question the scenario a bit more. Um, but if the conflict does happen, all right, you can just say, Hey, sorry. Um, I don't have an extra $20 to give right now. Is there something else we can do to try to get you some money? Okay. Um, if they freak out, if they have an unreasonable reaction to the request, okay, then at least you can say, you know what? Well, I made the best decision for me, which takes a little bit more confidence to do, but that will in turn build your own self-confidence. And then you'll be able to say, okay, well, that was an unreasonable reaction. They might not like me for the moment, but I can separate that and not take it personally because I had to do what I needed to do. Um, I didn't take the hit for someone I didn't know, so to speak. Right. 
Um, so again, it, the answer to that question of whether or not you should give $20 really depends on the situation, but ultimately just rethink about the dynamic of the relationship. Would that person give you $20? Would that person be there for you? Um, you know, if yes, fine, then you know the answer. If no, then feel free to say no as well, because it's going to be the same situation. If it was the other way around, you're not missing anything. And then don't take it so personally if someone doesn't like you for something like that, that was out of your abilities at that particular time. Um, again, with narcissists and abusers, those people like to throw that in your face and say, Hey, well, it's your fault that I don't have that. Or they try to make you feel guilty or shame you. They try to use that against you. Just be aware of that. Um, you know, stick to your guns. If $20 is going to make you financially poor, just make that clear. Hey, I, I can't give you that $20. I'm really sorry. Maybe we can go out a different night, right? If that's not a solution and they make you feel guilty about it, maybe that's not someone you should be around, right? Just again, these are general things, but again, the flip test has really helped me evaluate who is giving me back what I'm giving to them. Um, I'm still a very given giving person. I still care about my friends. I still care about my family, but I have learned to take a step back and look at the situations now before I just automatically say yes and give, 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 give until it hurts me. Um, so that being said, um, if this has resonated with you, then thank you again for listening. But I do recommend that as a people pleaser, you see a therapist and the, and some people are against therapists, but first of all, I just want to make it clear that therapy is not designed to fix you. It's designed to give you the tools necessary for you to handle some of these situations on your own. Um, because when it's a random Tuesday, Wednesday, and someone asks you for $20 and your therapist isn't around or a friend isn't around to give you, to tell you what you should do, you know, if you are able to learn more self-confidence and whatnot through therapy on your own, then you'll have the tools to be able to deal with the situations in the real world in life. And that's really what therapy is. Um, I'm still a people pleaser. Again, that is still my default pathway to what I typically want to do. Um, I still prescribe by the be nice unless there's someone, uh, a reason not to, but I've just become a lot more aware of it and I can spot some of those issues farther ahead and I've learned how to deal with it, which is something that I used to not be able to do. And I think because of that, over the last few years, I've had healthier relationships. I've had stronger relationships. I've had better relationships and I've been able to weed out the relationships that aren't necessarily, um, for me anymore. And that leads to happiness. So, um, that is my message for you guys today. Again, people pleasing is very personal. Hopefully this video resonated with you. And if it did, um, give it a like subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, and, um, if you like the bear share show, thank you so much for listening today. Um, you can find the bear share show on Apple music, Google podcast, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, Spotify, um, on Spotify, we've got Spotify video and audio. So you can either listen or watch the episode. And then you can also find the episode on the bear share show, Twitter, the bear share show, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, the bear share show, YouTube channel. So Thank you so much for supporting the bear share show. I really appreciate it. I really hope that these episodes and these videos help you guys. 
that's the goal of this channel and it means a lot. So thank you very much, everybody, and have a great night.